1: the bhp podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com join the hunt
2: the bhp podcast is probably presented by element outdoors cold steel knives hha sports grind life coffee skull hooker scott archery and burris optics
1: hey everyone this is tim for Bowhunter Planet. make sure you check out the nude podcast respect the game wherever you find your podcast
2: Hey guys, welcome to the Bonner Plant Podcast. Uh, tonight's show is myself, uh, Jamie, and Tim, and then we got our fresh, our friend Chris Ham from HHA. Chris, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing awesome. It's hard not to be good on a day like this. So yeah, beautiful. Out.
2: How's the weather in Wisconsin? It's
0: good. I mean, it's the last three days has been really nice. In fact, I I got out yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, I came out pretty early, and it was like I don't know, probably in the fifties.
2: So oh yeah, like- that's good.
0: So Chris, tell
2: us, tell us like your daily routine with work, you know, since you're kind of running the show at HHA, what's the daily routine for you? I mean, do you like, do you find time to work out? Do you, you know, how does it work for you? Not as much as I would like, or as I should.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and and I don't want to, I don't want to take all the credit because I mean my brother and I pretty much run HHA together. He's not as out front as I am and I'm not as out front as I used to be. And obviously a lot of your viewers know Scott Bakken. Scott's our sales manager. Um, But I'm, My brother does all of our engineering. I'm the guy that just kind of sits back and watches all the gauges as far as the financials and oversees the marketing budget. I still do a little bit of purchasing. So um, up until COVID hit, I was actually still working at um, my mom's house, which is where HHA operations are. That's where the assembly and the uh, sales calls take place. So um, but we're growing there a little bit. and, And basically, I got bumped out of my desk by one of my other guys. He needed a place to sit. So I said, "Well, I'll just work from home. So. Um, long story short, I've been working from home ever since uh, probably the end of March, and now I just go into the office a couple days a week just to grab the mail and see my mom and check in with all the employees and stuff. So, but I mean, my, my typical day, I'm an early riser, so I'm I'm up by 5.30 every day, um, and usually getting to work by 6.30, quarter to 7, So, which is just up in my, my bonus room at my house, but um, and, and I don't have the extent of the duties that I used to because i passed a lot of stuff off on to other people. Scott, and, um, I used to up until about a year and a half ago, I used to do all the shipping. So believe it or not, one of the owners oh, was, man. was wow. still, yeah, yeah. And I people are like, dude, why did you take so long to give that up? But I'm not I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how much of my day it was really taking up until I let it go. Um, so now, I mean, I know I'm giving you a kind of a long answer, but I mean, typical day for me. I can be done doing my HHA work some days by 10, 11 o'clock, some days it's two. It just depends on how many, how many fires come up and how many things I have to put out. But if everything goes smooth, there's days that, you know, by lunchtime, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm looking for something to do because obviously I've got my nonprofit, my veterans nonprofit that I started. So it's, you know, the, this, the, the fact of not having as much to do with HHA anymore. And that sounds bad because I still involved every single day, but
2: guess I'm, I'm able to split my
0: day between for profit and non profit business, which is pretty pretty cool.
2: What what year did HHA start? Uh,
0: 1984. Wow, holy cow!
2: 1984.
0: Yep, I was I just turned 45 a few weeks ago, but yeah, I was nine years old when my dad started it in the basement of a 1200 square foot ranch house in a subdivision about two miles from where we are now.
2: Wow, so, that's amazing.
0: Um, that's cool. literally didn't have two nickels to rub together. I mean, we weren't like waiting for the guy to come knocking on the door and take the house away, but it was it was lean times and uh yeah, started out with one product, a folding stabilizer that actually was shown to us um by one of the club members at our local archery club. Um and my brother was going to tech school at the time, that would have been eighty three, and he made the very first prototype in his machine tool class and kind of got oh, nice. from got his button to jam from his instructor because he was supposed to be working on class projects and he was working on stuff for dad instead. <laughs> That's awesome. He uh, he ultimately got the last lap. So, um, but yeah, I put a lot of, of knucklehead, knucklehead was the name of the product. I put a lot of those knucklehead folding stabilizers together back in the day. And obviously when I was, you know, nine, 10 years old up through high school. So that, wow, that product is long since gone. But I mean, it put a lot of food on the table for us back in the day when we first started out. So it's, uh, and I don't know if it's just with my dad. My dad's passing. He passed away a year ago. It'll be a year ago, July 3rd. And I don't know if I'm just kind of starting to finally zoom out a little bit. I mean, when you're involved in the day-to-day of running a business, I mean, the, the months and the years just whiz by you like nothing. And it's like, man, it's been 35 years. Where the heck did the time go? Yeah. And so I think I'm getting a little bit more retrospective and kind of appreciating more of what we what we've done in the industry over the last 35 years. And it's just been neat to look back on it and reflect on it and and um you know a lot of the, the principles that he put into place are still are still there today and they will be until we're not doing this anymore so it's pretty pretty cool and uh i'm excited about where we're going in the future we just we've got a lot of good stuff going on so
2: very cool yeah, so tell, us a, tell, us a, tell us about your dad though Was your dad like a huge hunter is that how he started this idea in his mind like to start doing things like this
0: no i mean he um my dad my dad was 82 when he passed away, so he would have been born in 37, and he was right at the tail end of the, um, talking about pandemics, he was right at the tail end of the of the polio craze, not craze, but when, when polio was sweeping the country, so he he got struck with polio at a young age, so wow. at the time he was four years old, he had a brace on his leg. so he was never able to run, ride a bike, swim, play sports, anything, um, and, you know, a lot of people kind of wrote him off because I mean he grew up in the in the 50s so he was the cool you know John Travolta greaser you know with the, with the cigarettes in his uh, in his t-shirt uh, That's right Kevin
2: down. Kevin was like that too
0: yeah early hair mm-hmm. I don't want to say he was looked down on but I mean I think a lot of people wrote him off because of his handicap and he uh, he ended up going to college for um, for business management and ended up you know working at a few other manufacturing companies um had a few jobs when he first got out of college and then in the late 60s when the compounds were were starting to take off early 70s is when he actually got into archery so he started shooting a boat um, through our local club here and um, throughout the 70s just got sick of working for other people and his passion for archery kind of combined with wanting just to go into business for himself is what
1: eventually launched HHA in 84. Awesome. So, I'm mean, you. I'm sure you've seen the industry kind of change over time. Back then, like, how did you get? How did you guys get sales? Was it like door to door with the dealers, or how did that work?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, our first. In fact, the gentleman is still with us. One of the first sales reps we hired. My dad hired him in 1986, and he actually he's from North Carolina. He actually came to my dad's funeral last summer. So that's 30 plus years later. So yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was all door to door sales with, with sales reps, which I mean, those are still, obviously there's still a demand for those guys and gals that are out there selling stuff door to door to the dealers. But that was really how we, we built ourselves, you know, and then we built American made products with a good warranty. So, I mean, our reputation and word of mouth, even though we didn't have internet back then, just kind of organically spread our business first in a regional sense. And then as we got bigger and added more products, um, you know, the combination of that good reputation and the, um, you know that word of mouth, and then the and then the sales reps just kind of helped spread that that fire until '95 when the optimizer came out, and then it kind of kind of took off from there. Awesome,
1: awesome. Listen, guys,
2: I'm not trying to go back on time here, but I'm telling no. you, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin had the hair we're talking about. I mean, look at this bod. Wish I had a bod like that. Jeez, oh, Pete's.
1: <laughs> I stole still. that one from Facebook. That's right. I was still,
2: <laughs> I was still right. working on.
1: I was still working on the guns then.
2: At that point, were you in the boxing right there? Was that your boxing time? Uh, I had been boxing for years by that point. Can't you tell by the face? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, it looks, next you know, I'll have
0: to come on on the uh, on the next Throwback Thursday. I'll have to dig out some old pictures of me shooting a bow. So. There we go. I love it with my with my white so, and my my Wrangler jeans and amazing. awesome.
1: So what has been new with HHA this year? What's been going on through this whole Rona deal? And how have you guys been doing?
0: Yeah, well, I came on. When was that that I came on, Dave? That was back pre-COVID. I think it was right after ATA when we talked about all the new stuff. So I mean, we came out with a huge. Under, we had, it was a huge undertaking, the new product line we came out with this year, it was the, it was the Tetra line, so we basically right. have an entirely new uh, site line that, that was very well received at ATA, and we um, we didn't start shipping product until the end of February, and then literally a month later, we get shut down for COVID, so it's like, okay, we're going to see how this goes, and I, quite honestly, I didn't know what to think, I didn't know how it was going to impact our industry, but um, know we were shut down for 60 days we opened back up on may 26th day after memorial day and had a huge backlog of of back orders because even though our you know our manufacturing was down we weren't assembling we weren't doing much shipping no uh no machining we were able to you know still maintain good contact through social media and, and through a handful of people that were taking phone calls and emails and um we're able to, to still get some orders from dealers and thankfully they you know they were understanding of the situation so we're we're just now closing in on getting caught up we're not quite there yet um, my goal was july 4th was to say that we're we're not back ordering anything but it's probably going to be closer to the 15th so probably three weeks from now once we hit mid-july and people are really starting to get cranked up we're going to have everything on the shelf and, and ready to rock for a good summer and i you know from everything that i've heard from talking to dealers and scott has heard and. Just in general, I think our industry is going to be is going to be fine with this COVID thing.
2: Um, That's what I was going to ask you. That was a big question. I was going to ask you your thoughts on the industry as a whole at this point and what's happened. Do where do you see it going? Do you think it's going to bounce back, or do you think we're going to have a second issue, which we might might cause more issues? I guess.
0: Yeah, I hope not. I mean, knock on wood. Hopefully, we don't get shut down again. So I mean, we're we're working. 10 hour days, six days a week right now just to get caught up. But we're going to keep the, the pedal to the metal for probably another 30 or 60 days after that just to make sure that we've got inventory in the off event that we do get shut down again Then we can at least send one person in or two people in to ship the product that we do have. But um, I don't know. I mean, the uh, we've been in this industry long enough and we've seen it where, you know, a recession is actually good for our industry. It doesn't make sense for a lot of people when they hear that. But it seems like when the economy is just through the roof, People are building houses. They're going on vacations. They're buying boats. They're buying this. They're buying that. And the hunting industry suffers a little bit. So it seems like the, um, you know, the weaker economy is actually better for us because then guys are like, well, we're not going to go on that cruise this year. We're not going to build the house. But I'm still going to buy my bow. I'm going to buy a new site. So, I, I honestly think that uh, that it's going to be a good year. I mean, I, I don't want to say we live in a bubble, but I mean we're. Very concerned, obviously, about HHA, but we do talk to other manufacturers and dealers and stuff. And, um, I talked to one of my dealers down in Georgia when we were still shut down, um, and he was actually up about fifty percent from last year with his bow sales. So, um, I, I think all in all, I think people are are obviously anxious to get outside after being cooped up with all these lockdowns. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure I think the uh, the fishing and the turkey license sales were up in Wisconsin. So you know, you walk into Walmart or your local grocery store and you don't see any meat in the freezer, it, it, I think it's going to have some people thinking twice about picking up a bow or a crossbow or a, or a fishing pole and getting outside again, so.
1: Yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, but especially with, uh, you know, if we do get a second wave or whatever, you know, staying at home and all that kind of stuff, That that's what they're really promoting is going outside, right, so that comes come the fall time, people are going to be looking for something to do and somewhere to go, and that falls right in line with what you were saying, I think, so. That's awesome. It also takes consideration the
2: vacation time. You know, people are going to have a lot more vacation time to burn this year. So uh, I think like they're going to spend more of that time, you know, outdoors. At least I am. I know that. (laughs) I think we talked about Tim and Jamie, but uh, just, you know, this is the year to go after the big bucks. This is it, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, hunters were social distancing when social distancing wasn't cool. So we've got that. So,
1: yeah.
0: so there's no that's issue that's the whole
1: reason why what was the social distance?
0: the less people the better <laughs>
1: yeah but i mean you talk about
0: other you know just people wanting to get outside i mean we uh we buy a little ball bearing actually from one of our bike shops here in town and, and i graduated from high school with the guy and one of my employees went in there a couple weeks ago to pick up some stock and he said it looked like a going out of business sale and you could not you can't get bikes right now um yeah. you can't get kayaks it's just it's crazy so i mean it's it's good. If there's one blessing that's coming out of this COVID thing, hopefully it's going to get people off the couch and back outside and active and doing, doing stuff and, and maybe making our nation a little healthier in the, in the process.
2: Yeah. I, uh, my soul, my son wanted to sell his because He wasn't using it, an extra bike and we sold it. I got like top dollar for that bike. <laughs> it was crazy. And I was just thinking about, it, cause I have two bikes and there's one I never use. And I'm like, I got to fix this thing up and just put it up for sale because it's just pointless to have it around. It's just not even necessary anymore i mean we already have another one but yeah but people were saying you couldn't get kids bikes at all so it was like a huge win to, um, for them to even find that bike on sale on, on facebook yeah yep. but it, it's yep.
1: so true though too with everybody working at home at the same time like there's a huge population of people that are working at home like myself dave and jamie here like it, it just makes sense because you can actually get out and do things You know, you don't have that drive home for work that wastes your time. When I'm off of work, you can go for a bike ride with the kids or during lunch or whatever. So it's been a big blessing in disguise.
2: Or do a podcast in your uh, camper?
1: (laughs) In my camper, absolutely. This thing's awesome.
2: (laughs) He's actually (laughs) too much. It looks
1: like a half-million-dollar camper.
2: The funny part is yeah. he's actually in a camper. It's just not that camper.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in a camper using a virtual background of a camper. Show us
2: the real one. Show us the real one.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to shut – how do I shut the virtual yeah. background off?
2: The bottom left under video says choose yeah. virtual background. If you click that, and then you can click the one you want, which you can say none. I was going to say, he keeps cutting it out. I thought something was kind of, <laughs> of there. <laughs> oh, look how small it is.
1: <laughs> That's the real one. This is my little window. I'll take you on a tour here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is hilarious. bed number one. There's the kitchen and the fridge and bed number two. And that's my whole world. (laughs) (laughs) That's the grand tour.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know what, Tim? I was thinking about it. The reason it's cutting in like that is that light behind you.
1: Yeah, I know it that's is. Why. That, that's why. I, if, I you're opposite, if you're
2: opposite, if you're opposite, it'd be fine. That's hilarious.
0: Yep. Oh man. Now, now, now I've got to dig out some retro seventies pictures of myself with the bow. And I have to find a new virtual background
2: <laughs> for, <my next> <laughs> for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I've, uh, I've talked to different companies in the industry. I just had a conversation with Hoyt the other day and, um, you know, it's not like they're still moving. They've worked from home as well at some points and, but they're still moving too. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that it, it it seems to have slowed down a little bit for us, but not really. And, and, and in fact, during the time where people were really working from home, so like the first couple months, uh, we saw a very high spike in our numbers on Instagram and everything. Everything kind of went up for the digital side. And it was interesting. I, I'm not surprised by that. And the numbers have sloped, slight, started slight, sliding down a little bit once people started going back, uh, depending on the type of job people had, obviously. Uh, but also that we're approaching dead of summer, which, you know, a lot of people aren't talking honey as much in the summer. Um, so as we approach the heat of the summer, more people are out boating and doing other stuff. And it just makes sense. But the best part for me, I feel, is, is like August, September. To me, those are like the, for outdoors. And to me, that's like the the two months that just start really cranking. Um, you guys and other companies are working on, you know, 2021 launch type stuff in your minds, trying to figure out your plans. And like, but during that time, consumers are going to Bass Pro Shops, buying products, going to pro shops, uh, looking for products, getting my favorite part of hunting season has always been um, not now as much as when I was younger, but getting that Cabela's or Bass Pro book in the mail and you start to go through it. Like it was a thick book and you go through it page by page and I would like circle things I really want to try this year you know, HHA, you know, this, you know, I mean, like you would circle it and then find a way to save money to get it. And to me, that was like my favorite part of the the pre work in my mind was like getting like, organized and feeling like I was actually, but you know, that was just such a great feeling. So I I just I hope people can still have that this year. I hope that it it still, um, you know, gets people I just hope people get rowdy, like they normally do in August, September.
0: No, I think they're going to. I mean, if what we've seen so far is any indication, it's it's going to be a good good summer and fall for the archery and the hunting industry. I think so. I just talked to one of my dealers up the road. I've got to get a new scope put on my dad's old rifle, and uh, he just sold his last AR yesterday. I don't know when he had him, but at one point he had sixty-five ARs, and now he's now he's out. So.
2: Yeah, we just start getting those. Um, uh, from a gun perspective, we started. All of us start getting the four. Is it the four fifty? yeah bushmasters
0: yeah, Bushmaster,
2: yeah so Michigan made it legal to use that as a shotgun, so if now you could use this rifle uh as a in the shotgun zones, which weren't actually ever allowed before, so that gun is like went ballistic in the state, and um in that process, you know I'm sure that the Rugers made tons of money. I can't even imagine how much money they've made on that gun c v a anybody who was offering that that model in the state, you know. <laughs> I I can't even imagine. You
1: couldn't get them. There, there was, a, um, there was a, quite a bit of time where you couldn't find them on the shelf because every time they would have one in,
2: somebody would go in and buy it. I honestly don't know that many people anymore that don't have it to gun hunt here. Everybody well, has it. <laughs> Everybody I know has that gun. No I have one,
1: it and I don't, I don't even typically gun hunt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Me either.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
2: But this year there'll be time.
1: Yep, there sure will be.
2: Unlike past years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're just.
1: What have you been hearing, Chris? What have you been hearing from all the dealers out there? From all the, I mean, have they been pretty busy now that they're opening back up? Or is it kind of like slow because it's the summertime? Have things been coming off the shelves pretty quickly for them?
0: Yeah, I mean the guy. Like I said, the guy that I talked to yesterday is an archery dealer. Of ours, he also sells firearms. He said his archery stuff was doing okay, but the, the focus was really on the gun stuff right now. It sounded like. But then I uh, about a month ago, I talked to one of my Georgia dealers, and he was he was having a heck of a year, probably his best year on record. We we've, we've heard that from quite a few people. Um, yeah. And also heard. Uh, I just talked to Scott today, and he said, you know, since we have opened back up, we picked up six or seven new dealers. So I mean, there's there's definitely business out there to be had. You know, from our side, and it sounds like the the dealers that are there are doing well, and I think it's uh, you know might have because a lot of them, even though it, if they closed, some of them were doing the kind of the curbside pickup type stuff. We got a guy up the, the road here that was doing that, where he was taking stuff by appointment. Um, so I think maybe some of the business that uh, that would be happening now maybe it happened in the during the shutdowns because guys were at home. And well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get right. started on the bow early, so. Traditionally, I mean, after 4th of July, it always starts picking up. Some some years it's the 5th, some years it's the 15th, some years if it's really late. I think we had one year where things didn't really break open until about the middle of August. But I have a feeling that this year, you know, in another month, it's going to start humming pretty
1: good. So
2: Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: <maybe. laughs> it's a tornado! It.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow you away. I love it. That is so funny. Yeah, I, I think it'll pick up. I do. I think this year, I actually, I kind of like the curbside idea because it gives people less chance to be wavered on what they walk in to buy, you know? So, it's like sometimes they go in for one thing and then they end up with something else, right? So, in this case, I think it actually is not a bad thing, necessarily, if you buy what you're going to buy and you just go and pick it up. So, good right. and bad, right? You also, if you're a pro shop, you're also losing that striding around, spending a little bit extra money on accessories that you might not have gotten, right? So, I get it both ways. True. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it too, like, you know, is knowing what they have, right? I mean, a lot of those places weren't necessarily set up with like robust online viewing capability for people to see what True. they have on the shelves. So you have to really kind of know what you want before you kind of call them up and, and order it. So I think we're going to see maybe a little bit of a change in the industry with that one, but that'll play out.
2: Yeah, I think if anything, I feel like the industry, I'm hoping, from this it grows a little bit i'm hoping people give archery a chance now that that, you know that this is you know the the thing about archery i I just it's really important for people to understand and, and it's one of the things i try to work on it's a little bit hard with a name like bow hunter planet but you know we do want to stress the idea that you don't have to hunt anything you know if you want to just go shoot a bow we want you to still go shoot a bow so that's one of the things we've always been pushing with people that are new um in in the archery world just is like you know hey just go get a bow any bow just so you can learn if you like it or not like it right get a used bow whatever it's got to be but um just so you have that chance to do it you know and and, and i think that's a big deal because that's where you're going to at least draw people into the sport
0: no it's funny you should bring that up because about it's probably been five or six years now but we partnered with a guy out of uh out of the chicagoland area he's got a business called takedown e-ventures i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that Mm -hmm. um he came up to me at the ata show and i I tell the story to everybody and i just i was i was a little bit more judgmental back in the day and this guy comes up and he's standing out in the aisle at the ata show and it's kind of this slick used car salesman looking guy and i'm thinking what what the heck is he doing at an ata show i'm thinking he's here to sell me insurance or something and uh He finally get done with the dealer, and he comes into the booth and introduces himself. And he's got a tablet under his shoulder. Man, if you can give me two minutes of your time, I've got something that I'm going to sell you that you have never seen before. And I'm thinking, okay. (laughs) You waited fifteen or twenty minutes. I'll give you five more to tell me what you got. I'll send you under. The guy literally blew me away. He is. He's taking the shooting sports to corporate America.
2: Oh. So
0: he's got a trailer that he pulls around. And he's got, he's partnered with Matthews. He's partnered with us. He's partnered with Yeti. Um, I think 10 point for crossbows. So he's got compound bows. He's got Genesis bows. He's got recurves. He's got crossbows. He's got air rifles. He's got hatchets. Is it he's got this? Arch- that's him right there. Axe throwing. Um, it, is, it is one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of because he, he lets uh, anybody that uh, it's a sponsor of him he'll he'll have him come and be a guide for one of his events so we did one at a construction company over here in Appleton last 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 winter they had 300 people there that day and they actually it was the biggest group they'd ever done they had to come back and do it on three separate occasions they had 600 people that they were uh wow. doing. Um, but just awesome I mean the, the archery you know it's it's shooting shooting bows at 10 yards so, I mean they're just trying to make it as simple as possible for people that have never shot a bow before but yeah um I had probably a half dozen people most of them were women or or younger women and all of a sudden they put a bullseye in a in a target at 10 yards you're like this is awesome I have to go home and tell my boyfriend about this I want to get a bow and so um yeah these guys are just doing some really really cool stuff so I mean instead of your general you know let's go down to the bar and and give our employees two or three drinks and buy them a $50 steak. A lot of these corporate companies are going to a thing like this now where it's a, it's a day for them to get out and and do team building and interact with each other all around the shooting sports. And it's absolutely awesome.
2: That's really cool.
0: cool. Have to, uh, if you guys are up for it, I'll, I'll get Jason on here to. Yes. Yeah, we would love that. This is, is so cool. It is absolutely awesome, and he, uh, you know, he got shut down because of COVID, too, and I just, uh, him and I and, and a couple other guys from bowhunting.com do an online uh, Bible study a couple of days a uh, month, and we were doing that last night, and he just got rolling again, and he was down in Texas, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, and now he's he's getting booked up down in Oklahoma. He's got a place to go out in New Jersey, so, I mean, he's, he's doing these things all over the country, and he's introducing people to bows and arrows that, you know, before the day started, they didn't know a bow and arrow from a bow tie. But yeah. it, uh, it's, it's just awesome what he's what he's doing with it and, and making it fun and interactive for him. And, and I think it's it's turning some new people onto the sport. So that's, that's awesome. very cool. I love this it. Looks awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be a lot of work. I can say that much. Oh yeah, it to is. Figure I mean, that it, out. It,
0: it takes a small army to put one of his events on. I mean, he's got himself, and he calls his. Uh, instructors he calls them guides, but yeah there's probably depending on the size of the group, there'll be fifteen or twenty guides at one of these events and you know there's a there's each one of them's got a station and then they they come through and it might be twenty minutes, half hour, forty five minutes to go through the station and then they get they get a score so they're kind of competing against their co-workers and it just makes for a fun, fun atmosphere and then uh one of the coolest things is I'm a huge foodie. He's got a uh like a five star chef out of Chicago that comes and puts on a wild game dinner for the crew at the end. And and oh. I think we had uh we had duck tamales and buffalo burgers or elk burgers the day that i was there i mean it's no oh, way <laughs> that's awesome throw, throwing hatchets and eating wild game it doesn't get much better than that so
1: i mean no it doesn't wow that is pretty cool
2: that sounds yeah, great yeah uh,
1: definitely hook you up with him he'd, uh, he'd love to come on he's a great speaker. yeah no we we'd love to have him on we we love and and like dave was saying i mean that's what we love about what we do is just trying to bring new information and people in into the industry. You know, we, we love seeing new people come into the industry. So to have somebody like that on is, is trying. I've to never heard them.
2: of that. That, that was, was really awesome. cool. That was really I, cool.
1: Either. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: glad I gave the guy a chance. Cause like I said, just, just, you know, knowing the way that I used to be years ago, it was like, uh oh, if that guy's not going to make me any money, I don't want anything to do with it. I was sending him out of the booth faster than he'd come in, but that's, you know, but I gave him five minutes, and now now we've gotten to be very close friends, and he's he's literally doing something that I don't think anybody in this country is doing to oh. introduce shooting sports. to. I mean, he's got some Fortune 500 companies that are doing this stuff. He's worked with uh, the Chicago Cubs. He's worked with a lot of different baseball teams and stuff. I know the, the 85 Bears had him do a thing, and uh, Steve McMichael actually ended up buying a bowl for his kid, bought two bowls for his kid as a result of having this, this takedown wow. event do the that's do the Bears cool. anniversary
2: party so I mean it's cool that stuff is really awesome I'm sure I'm sure you'll have them hooked up next to NASCAR
0: I'm working on that
2: <laughs> I'm working on that so yeah I know that's coming yeah uh all right Chris well uh, hey man thanks for joining us you know it's always good to have you you're always welcome on so it's always fun just to chat and um you know if you guys are out there make sure you visit hha online today check out what they got going there's a ton of great products uh rest scout scope sites you name it they got everything so chris thanks a lot man and uh stay safe out there right
0: yeah and i just before you guys cut me off i just want to give a shout out to our uh, our veterans nonprofit that we're doing too we uh we're doing eight events this year across the state of wisconsin to raise money for honor flight chapters and then also to raise money for ptsd and the 22 veterans a day that commit suicide so um We had three events before COVID. We had one that got canceled, and then we just rebooted again here two weeks ago. Um, And now I've got events actually the next three weekends. We've got one at our hometown club where my dad kind of got his start in archery. That one's this weekend, Um, and then we got two more, and then we've got one actually right in Matthew's backyard uh, at the end of, uh, that's in in a couple weeks. So, but anyway, um, yeah. Where can people
1: find out more information on
0: that, Chris? That's, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and then we've got a website, HHA So, uh, all that money goes back to, to vets here in Wisconsin. That's something that's just been put on my heart the last few years. We, we had a military discount at HHA for a few years and, um, I was the one that kind of spearheaded that. So just having these conversations with all those veterans and active duty military it really not that I didn't have an appreciation for them before, but hearing their stories and, and, uh, just seeing what archery has done for, uh, veterans, especially those that have had PTSD. We went to the warrior games a couple of years back. And um, I mean, I witnessed a guy that had blown up, been blown up by an IED. And I mean, you couldn't, couldn't recognize him looking at his face and basically had no fingers and he was shooting arrows at 20 meters better than I can do on a good day. So um, that, that definitely, definitely stuck with me and it made me realize, hey, I've got a, I've got a heck of a platform and what we've built with HHA sports how can I use that to help our veteran community? So that's when HHA USA was born. So last November I formed, uh, formed HHA USA as a nonprofit and and God only knows where this thing's going to go, but I could see this becoming a national thing over time. And and, um, the thing that's really been cool to me, I mean, it started out as a veterans mission and that's where it's going to stay, but it's gotten me into some archery clubs and just seeing how, how much those guys are struggling. I mean, anybody can shoot a target in their backyard now. So, I mean, the, the club that we started at in '84, I think they probably had 150 or 175 members. This year, I think they've got 60. And I think you guys yeah. will probably test to that in your area too. I mean, the the participation at the archery clubs is not what it used to be, and so right. I, I'm finding very quickly that when you put on an event like this, it draws people in, and so it's been it's been fun to to see the different legs that are growing out of it. And we're we're also big. Um, uh, Sponsors for S3DA. And so I've got S3DA teams that I can almost set my watch to it. Yep, those kids are going to be here any minute. And all of a sudden, mom and dad come rolling in with their shooter jerseys on, and they've got three or four of these little squirts coming along. And I mean, that that's what's going to save our sport. That's what we need is we need kids getting into archery. So um, I'm not arrogant enough to think that I'm single handedly going to save the archery industry. But I think what we're doing here in Wisconsin, I think eventually is going to, the drumbeat's going to get louder, hopefully spread across the country. I love
2: it. Man. Absolutely. All right, Chris. Thanks, man. HHAsports.com and uh, also their HHAUSA.org. Make sure you guys check those out. We'll have Chris on again soon. Uh, not too long from now. We'll give it a couple of weeks, but <laughs> get back on, do some more chatting. All right, man. Thank you so much. You bet. Take nice care. Chris.